For Christmas Eve, I'd like to just share a story as the sermon and let you fill in the sermon parts. And tonight I want to tell you a story about a sound. There was a little boy named Henry and his father had a sound. Maybe there are people in your family that have sounds. His father's sound was this. <coughs> that was it. <coughs> now, Henry's mother didn't like that sound. She called it a nervous tick because he did it anywhere, walking down the hall, sitting and listening to the radio, anytime, anywhere, he might just go, <coughs> once Henry got lost in Macy's and he couldn't find either of his parents, he looked everywhere. He looked around the rack of clothes, over the table of tools, beyond the shelf of books, he couldn't find them. And he even tried talking to a mannequin before he realized it was a mannequin and the mannequin was no help either. And so frantically, he ran around until he just stood still and then he heard it. <coughs> and then he found his dad. It was a familiar sound. It made him feel comfortable and at home. But there was one occasion in particular which made a big difference in Henry's life. He was eight years old and the year was 1926. The first Sunday of Advent that year found Henry in Sunday school and the tables in that elementary school, Sunday school class were semicircles. And the children sat around the outside and the cutout in the middle was for the teacher. And from that strategic location, the teacher could reach out and grab any one of the children if she needed to. That was the day when those kind of things happened. Henry's teacher, Miss Alston, was quite a large woman and she had to squeeze herself into that teacher's notch. And when she would lean in during the dramatic point of the lesson, all the children would lean way back. Well, leaning in on that first Sunday with all the children leaning back, she said, I've got a big surprise, boys and girls. Our church is going to have a Christmas pageant this year up in the sanctuary. The adult choir will sing and our class has an important role. We will take part in telling the Christmas story, the story of Jesus' birth. And her, her voice cracked slightly because she was so excited. Henry thought she might explode right there in front of him. The class mirrored her excitement, Henry too, because Henry got the first line of the recital. He had to memorize a lengthy passage which began, and there were in the same country shepherds. He practiced it that morning in Sunday school. He practiced it as soon as he got home. He was proud of being in the leadoff position and he wanted to do well. And when he practiced, he tried emphasizing different words for dramatic effect. There were in that same country shepherds. There were in that same country shepherds. There, and the cat jumped up and ran out of the room. Henry practiced as he walked to school the next day. He practiced on the way home. He practiced in front of the mirror in the bathroom. He practiced in the living room. He practiced when he first awoke in the morning. He practiced right before he went to bed. So when the day of the pageant came, Henry was ready. And he knew his lines. An hour before the Christmas Eve service, the class gathered in the narthex of the sanctuary. They lined up in the order Mrs. Alston and put them in. And being in the leadoff role, Henry was first in line. They opened the doors to the sanctuary. 
and Mrs. Alston led them down the center aisle. The sanctuary was huge, the ceiling way over the heads of the third graders. It was well lit from 66 lights hanging above. There was a light for each book in the Bible. Hey, look, said one of the children, second Kings burned out. <laughs> the sanctuary was even more beautiful than normal on this holy night, decorated with poinsettias and greenery. Sensing the pageantry of Christmas Eve, the children finished their walk up the aisle in silent reverence. They lined up across the front of the sanctuary. And once the children were in their places, Ms. Alston began, children, we'll have to hurry our practice because people will be coming in soon for worship. Tonight there'll be some shepherds over here by the pulpit and down in front you'll see Jesus' little family and the grown-up choir will be behind you in the choir loft and you'll walk down the aisle holding hands and march up here just like you've done today. And then you'll tell the Christmas story and let me hear you recite them now with the same joy and enthusiasm you'll say them during the service. Henry, please begin. Henry spoke with confidence. There were in that same country shepherds. Henry held his head high and when he got to the part about shepherds being sore afraid, he said it boldly and could feel his chest vibrate. Henry was ready and he knew it. From the sanctuary, the class passed by the fellowship hall. Some ladies were in there with punch and cookies. The class hoped they could go by for a snack before the service, but there was no way Ms. Alston was going to let her boys in their white shirts anywhere near that Christmas Eve red punch. In the classroom, the mom straightened the little boys' ties and the girls' dresses, and Emily, who walked in behind Henry, asked, You nervous? Nervous? He said, surprised at the question. Had she not heard how confidently he had just recited his part? No, not a bit, Henry said. You? A little, she said. I'm just glad I don't have to go first. Well, Henry's shoulders went back. It's no problem, Henry said. They left the classroom and they quietly marched down the hall and around the corner to the narthex of the sanctuary. Henry was in the lead. They could hear the choir singing softly as they walked. Ms. Alston stood in front of the doors of the sanctuary. Make me proud, she said. The doors opened, and unlike the earlier practice, she didn't lead them down the aisle, she just pointed the way. And unlike the earlier practice, the sanctuary wasn't lit with the 65 lights above, but pitch dark. The only light was flickering from four candles lit on the advent wreath. Henry didn't move. Ms. Alston reached over and gave him a little shove, and he still didn't move. She reached over and gave him a bigger shove, and he almost fell down the aisle, dragging the whole line with him. He was moving now, though, and there was no turning back. Nervously, he led the line hand in hand down the center aisle. He could barely make out the shapes of the pews on both sides in the dark, and he squeezed Emily's hand tightly. You're hurting me, she said. They marched down the middle and up the front steps, and as soon as they were in place, the choir had been humming, O Little Town of Bethlehem stopped. Henry stood there and looked at the congregation. There was silence everywhere. The darkness seemed like a formless sea in front of him, reaching out to knock him down and pull him under. He looked for someone he knew, his mother, father, sister, friends, anyone. All he could see was this mass of shadowed people Heads and shoulders ambiguously rising and falling above the pews. Henry stood there, muted by fear, 
Emily whispered, it's your turn, start. Henry knew it was his turn. What he didn't know was his first line. Henry was cold. Henry was overcome by the dark, faceless shadows, and Henry felt alone. Like the shepherds, he was sore afraid. But then, somewhere from out in the shadows in front of him, he heard it. <coughs> that familiar sound. <coughs> he couldn't see his dad, but he knew his father was there, and he knew he was not alone. And he began, there were in that same country shepherds, abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. When the angel of the Lord appeared upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And Emily continued, and the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Friends, 2,000 years. In the middle of our darkness, we still hear the voice of God and we know we are not alone. God says, do not be afraid, my children. I am here. Matthew chapter 1, look, the virgin will conceive a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Luke 2, do not be afraid, for I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. Mark 1, this is just the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. In John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. In him was life, and the life has been the light of all people. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not and never will overcome it. Let us pray. God, this night... This old holy night, we give thanks for Christmas, for the Christ's birth. With this birth, our world is transformed. Gone the pain of broken dreams, gone the emptiness of loneliness, gone the despair of false hopes. For the Christ mass has come. No more do we build altars to an unknown God, for you are here. No more do we look elsewhere for you, for you have drawn near, right here, right now. Like shepherds and magi and Mary and Joseph, like Peter, Salome, Paul, and Lydia, like Augustine, Luther, Calvin, and Teresa, we celebrate that your presence has come among us. We are not the same. We are not afraid. We still listen for your voice. We still seek your presence. And we share the good news that we are not alone. Amen.